0: Welcome back to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. This is episode 52, one full year of podcasting. So thank you so much for joining us, whether you've been here from the beginning, whether you're just joining us. It's super exciting to be celebrating one year of podcasting. And so this week's episode is sort of a follow up. To last week's episode, um, but we talk this week with Rebecca Bertram again, as well as her husband John and Jeremy joins us again. We talk about boundaries, and so a lot of times um, when I'm talking about sharing your stuff, I kind of always throw in the word appropriately or with boundaries, um, because you know, as you're seeing it, sharing it, healing it. Of course, there's different boundaries with different people. You need to protect yourself, your family. Um, and just your own healing. And so we kind of start the conversation out talking about kind of the rigid boundaries, porous boundaries, and then, of course, healthy boundaries. And then we just kind of have a casual conversation between the four of us. And so um, I think that getting the conversation started about boundaries is really important because, as I said, it's it's essential to have healthy boundaries for yourself as just normal part of life, but especially as you are kind of maybe peeling back the layers. So join us as we flush out boundaries.
1: Coming to you from the m M&M Exterior Studio in Noakesville, Virginia... This is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. Welcome back to episode
0: 52 of flushing it out with Samantha Spittle. We are 1 year into podcasting. Uh, 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 uh,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're picking back up with Rebecca Bertram and her husband John as well as my husband Jeremy. We talked last week about um, Having the uncomfortable conversations, getting comfortable, being uncomfortable. Doesn't and seem
1: like that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't
0: seem like that long ago at all. And now we're going to wrap up this year with boundaries. It feels like a good bookend to, um, you know, introduce the idea of, hey, let's start talking about this stuff. Let's see our stuff. But then let's also maintain some boundaries. So thank you guys for coming back for round two.
2: Who's excited to talk about boundaries? Oh, me. I love them. (laughs) them. Everyone loves them in certain environments. And in other environments, I'm like, screw boundaries. I don't care
0: about boundaries. Um, I feel like boundaries is one of those things where you're like, I don't need boundaries. I don't have a problem with boundaries. And then once again, you start peeling back the layers and then you find the areas like, ah, yes, we all need boundaries.
1: Talking about boundaries is actually one of the boundaries that I put in place. I don't, I can't,
0: you can't talk about no, boundaries. It's, it's a like, boundary
1: that I put in place. I can't, it's
0: like, going to be an close. awkward
1: <laughs> 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 So thanks for listening.
2: Well, <laughs> that's the end of the podcast. Then. There we go. Well, it's, it's been awesome. fun guys. That's the boundary. We're done. There we go. Mm-hmm. End of season mm-hmm. one.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, I think that with boundaries, the reason it's so important to talk about is because, um, how do I say this? Like people, we talked last week about the uncomfortable conversations And there's so, and we talked about how we, other people's behavior makes us feel a certain way. And so Mm -hmm. I know for me, I discovered kind of a need for boundaries. It wasn't as much with other people because I think that, you know, I'm, I talked last week about, I say how I feel a lot and whatnot. So for me, it was more discovering. I needed to set boundaries with myself that Mm -hmm. I'm the one, because I, if I didn't want to do something, I said, no, like, I didn't, I remember there was one time I got called about from the church and they said, you know, um, we would love if you would consider leading the middle school youth group. And this is like, I don't know, eight years ago. And I was like, yep, nope. Yeah, no, that's definitely not it. And I said, I know I should probably give you some answer. Like, I'm going to pray about it and I'll get back to you. <laughs> but I was like, I'm just going to be honest. Like, where my life's at right now with a toddler and a baby, like, it's not happening. Like, thanks, but no thanks. Um, So I felt like with that story in particular, like, I don't have a problem with boundaries. Boom. He asked. I said, no. But then I started looking at my life, which is, I, of course, suffered from FOMO, wanted to do everything, wanted to, you know, be everywhere. And I was running myself ragged and I saw friends of mine saying no to doing certain things, whether it was helping people, socializing, anything. And I found myself being resentful towards the people that were saying no. And I, Mm. through conversation, I found myself saying, well, why do they get to say no to doing that? Why do I have to always do the stuff? And of course, duh, it's me.
2: Fix my own <laughs>
0: boundaries. Yeah, like they've set their no, own boundaries of. for people, you know, for their energy level, their, you know, just whatever reasons. And so that was like a real wake up call for me that, oh, it's, I was blind to that to see that I needed to kind of honor myself and my own energy or whatever, you know.
2: Yeah. I feel like our culture has, on the one hand, it's telling us set healthy boundaries, be healthy, and here are all these great ways to set boundaries. But on the other hand, our culture is like, how dare you set that boundary? How, how dare you say that there's a line in the sand anywhere? Mm-hmm. And so I think it gets harder and harder for us to navigate our own boundaries and what boundaries are okay to share with others and mm-hmm. say, hey, don't cross that boundary for me. Mm-hmm. And so that's an interesting you know, cultural yeah, that's place to point. be in.
0: Yeah. Not wanting to, it's so, yeah, it's funny. You want to, we, well, I just think about that when, when people say to me like, Oh, I haven't listened to your podcast yet. I'm so sorry. I'm like, that's fine. Like I don't listen to a lot of media because it's too much. It's like you, you need to read all these books and do all these blog posts and, you know, listen to all these podcasts. So it's kind of like you find what resonates with you and what you can handle. And then if you feel like you need to invest more in one area, you can do that, but it's impossible to consume every piece of product you know out there or every person so
3: I think boundaries too is one of those things where uh if you're around like healthy people and and you're like connected to people that you like you, you don't realize how kind of maybe lacking in boundaries you may have and mm-hmm. it's once you get into unhealthy situations or maybe to, around toxic people and then you realize oh wait they're taking advantage of things they didn't even realize were there Ooh, and yeah. so I mean it you know, as a, as a pastor of a, of a church, like sometimes for most people, uh, boundaries aren't an issue for me. It's when every now and then when people start pushing those boundaries, I'm like, okay, maybe I need to be a little stronger. And so that's, you know, when boundaries come up, it's usually because someone is pushing me past where it's healthy for me to be. So, Uh, and I realized, oh, maybe I'm not all that great at boundaries, which I'm Probably not, but I just, <laughs> I deal with that by trying just to avoid people who, who, you know, cross my boundaries too much, but yeah. that's probably not the best. I mean, you, cause sometimes you can't, sometimes yeah. those people are just in your life. So,
0: or they might be in your life on purpose to help you work out some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that idea. It's funny. Cause with my whole thing I shared about finding my boundaries kind of within myself that I needed to set it was through my struggle with my headaches that that kind of came about because I, so what you said about when you're with people that it's not a problem, that's kind of how I am with over committing or, or spending time with people. Like I, on the I talk to people, so you don't have to, I love talking to people, but I also had an Excedrin addiction where I was popping Excedrin all the time because in order to do as much as I was doing, go, go, go and getting headaches. Like I could only do that by, you know, because dealing with that. And once I took Excedrin, it's just like TMI stuff. But like once I took that out of the equation, I, that's when I saw black and white, like, Oh, I can't go, go, go. I can't go from one thing to another. If I can't pop that Excedrin in between.
2: Oh, we're getting Sound. down into the deep, dark secrets yeah. of Sam here. Oh, yeah. Excedrin addiction. Oh yeah. Okay. 20
0: year Excedrin addiction. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Pretty open. I mean, I like to be open about that because if you suffer from headaches, it's a very dark road. And just not that good. It was only one pill a day, just in case anyone's wondering about it. It wasn't like a whole bottle or anything. It was just one, one to two pills a day. But it just one so. to two to three.
1: Yeah. It was it was like it was only two to three pills a day. That, that's that's it. You know, three to four pills a day, that, and that was it. I could stop whenever I
3: wanted. Yes, I just I could not. didn't want to stop.
0: I could not. I could not. Um, so but there's different types of boundaries. So if you're wondering, okay, well, what are boundaries? There's kind of three different kind of you know, categories we could put them in, which is rigid, porous and healthy. So I'll go through kind Was of it
3: good. Did you come up with that.
0: I did not come That's up nice. with that. Oh. I'm, I found a worksheet on therapistaid.com. <laughs> <laughs> nice citation. It's on the internet. Yeah. It's got to be true. It's by a therapist. I've heard about rigid boundaries, porous boundaries. We're going to focus on the healthy, but before we focus on the healthy, I think it's important to kind of go through these because then you can find where you are at with your boundaries and move towards healthy boundaries, because that's the thing. We all have boundaries. And if you just hear you have to set boundaries, well, then what does that look like? And do you cut everyone off and say no to everything? Or do you... Or it's, you know, oh, I need to share. We talked about having uncomfortable conversations. Suddenly I'm going to share everything. Like, whoa, no, 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 not there either. <laughs> so rigid boundaries look like avoiding intimacy and in close relationships, unlikely to ask for help, has few close relationships, very protective of personal information, may seem detached even with romantic partners, and keeps others at a distance to avoid the possibility of rejection. So those are some common traits mm-hmm. of rigid porous boundaries, porous boundaries look like overshares personal information, difficulty saying no to the requests of others over involved with others, problems dependent on the opinions of others, accepting of abuse or disrespect and fears mm-hmm. rejection if they do not comply with others. So that's porous boundaries. And of course you may see yourself in, um, multiple because obviously it changes from situation to situation. Um, so how we, how we kind of control those boundaries, but the goal is obviously we want healthy boundaries. So healthy boundaries, some traits of that values own opinions, doesn't compromise values for others, shares personal information in an appropriate way, does not over or undershare, knows personal wants and needs and can communicate them and accepting when others say no to them.
2: I feel like this ties so closely to what we talked about on the last episode with the uncomfortable conversations, because so often setting healthy boundaries requires uncomfortable conversations Mm -hmm. to say like that fear of others not liking you if you say no. Right. Or, you know, the rigid people who are not having the conversations because they don't want to open up because they don't want to let people in. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think it's so closely tied the conversation of actually having hard conversations Mm -hmm. because you need to, in order to make your boundaries clear, because it's all about communication because Mm -hmm. if you don't communicate your boundaries, then they're either getting walked all over or, you know, you're walking all over others. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You need to understand how, uh, you feel about certain, certain situations. And if you can't process that by having difficult conversations, you're not going to get to understand your own boundaries. You know, if, if you value family more than work, you're going to set a boundary to leave work at a certain time, no matter what, you know, and your employer might not like that, but if it's within the boundaries of your employment, you set that boundary and that you stick to it.
0: But with that, it's funny with work, you know, when I just heard you describing that it, it's kind of the reinforces why boundaries help us. Because you would know if you were looking at a job, what kind of work culture you want. Do you want a work culture that's work? You know, they want you to work, work more because if you go into it, oh, it's got the right location. It's got the right, um, you know, income level, but then you realize, wait, I do want to be home at this time. And of course, you know, circumstances once in a while, but if you are getting a job in an environment where that working till nine at night is the norm that's not going to fit with your boundaries and then uh, your life will then start to unravel. So
3: right. I think our struggles with boundaries often, I think about, I mean, I say ours, I'm going to speak for myself. Mine, it comes from, um, kind of family,
2: uh, has
3: for me personally, my family, um, uh, dynamic plays a lot into this. Cause as a family, a lot of times we struggle with this idea of, you know, if we can take on the kind of garbage ourselves as a form of demonstrating our love for other people or demonstrating, you know, it's a love language that we have by, like, you know, over committing or, or, you know, taking on the issues ourselves. And I I see that in my father and and my brothers, and I've talked about it, like, oh, and sometimes they will be like, oh, no, 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 never mind, don't worry about it, we'll take care of it, it's on me. And, like, sometimes that can be a form of love but sometimes it's just uh, a cop-out for us to just not have to deal with some of the more difficult stuff and so mm. uh, the family dynamics and i think that's being married to rebecca her family is totally different it's <laughs> totally the opposite end mm. so uh and for a while for us what i expected her to respond to me it was the same as is like our family like my mm-hmm. family would respond but she uh took me on my word like, okay, yeah, you want to take this on fine. This is yours. And then, oh, and then yeah. I was like, well, that's not what I really meant. I was just trying to show you that I love you. But, <laughs> but and so these yeah. boundaries were stuff that we had to set and kind of work through as a couple, but even as like a, in leadership and in, in life, uh, it's taken me a long time and I'm still not there, but it's to, to recognize that that is something that I, will naturally fall into if I don't think about it I'll just naturally do everything I'm asked at work or at least say I'll do it or do everything I'm asked by people because I like them and want to do it and I'm like why wouldn't I I don't want to be a jerk but sometimes uh it's less loving and less Mm -hmm. you know less appropriate for me to say I can do something when I really can't the really appropriate thing, and the, and the best being a better employee, or being a better mm-hmm. uh, pastor, or being a better husband, is actually being honest instead of just yeah. saying, "Hey, you know, sure, I'll do that and, as a as an attempt to to." Because would about you
0: eventually people. burn out? By, well,
3: yeah, yeah, or or not or do it, but be bitter about it, frustrated about yeah. it, and resentful, mm-hmm, and then sure. not express that stuff, and then that that's not yeah. a that's not a healthy way, place to be, and so. Yeah. Is it loving for my wife for me to say I'm going to do something that I know that's going to be making bad yes. at her? Like, yes. it, or or should we have a conversation about it? So
2: that is so good. And along this, so the
3: same with that way. in mind, Rebecca, I'd like to, talk
2: to you. <laughs> now that we have well, this opportunity. And I was going to say along the same lines. Sometimes we think of it as unloving to set boundaries. But sometimes the best thing you can do for a person is to set a boundary and to say, no, like this is the boundary and you need to live Mm -hmm. up to it. It's like expectations with my students when I would say, hey, this is the due date. And then I'd explain why I have due dates and why the work has to be Mm -hmm. done on time. And then the kids always, by the end of the year, were like, wow, it was really valuable to me that you actually set, drew this line and Mm -hmm. made me live up to it because I learned all these other skills Yeah. where I mean, and kids would come to me constantly with sob stories is why they can't meet the boundary. Mm-hmm. And I would just say to them, well, I'm really sorry that that happened, but this is still the boundary. Mm-hmm. And they learned like, Oh, I can overcome obstacles mm-hmm. or, Hey, I lost a few points, but it's okay. Yeah. Like my life is not going to end here. Yeah. And just learning, it helps people to sometimes learn resilience
0: For sure. Right. Because
2: when they learn to deal with natural consequences when they overstep boundaries sometimes, right? And because that's one of the areas I think our society is dropping the ball on boundaries is with (laughs) young people. Yeah. As we are starting to say, like, there are no boundaries. And it's, you know. That's tough, but I don't like to go down that rabbit hole for me because I could talk forever about how the educational system is failing the youth of today (laughs) because of its lack of boundaries and accountability. And I think boundaries and accountability go hand in hand.
3: So resilience and responsibility are two of the greatest traits for success. And we're like stripping that from our young people. We're producing non-resilient, unresponsible people. Well,
0: it's funny because actually the two things you guys said tie that, that ties into the two things I stood out is that you, uh, John, you said, we take on our family. We often take on our family's boundaries. Mm -hmm. And Rebecca, you were talking about how we're taking the opportunity away from kids. And as you just said, John, about, Mm -hmm. um, responsibility and resilience. And so it's like childhood, That's our chance to learn. I mean, that's our chance to push the boundaries. That's why they say with parenting, we need to set boundaries up. And I think Rebecca, on a past podcast, you used the example of the study they did with kids at a playground. Mm -hmm. And when there was no fence, the kids stayed super close to the playground. But when there was a fence, they went further and they explored more.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because they felt safer. Exactly. They knew the limits.
3: And there's an illustration about like, if you put a bunch of people on the top of like a, say a 10 story building and there's no, there's no like, boundary at the top of that building they will all stay right in the middle of the of that rooftop mm-hmm. right but if you have it's like if you've been to the top of the Sears Tower they have those glass boundaries that actually lean out over top of them and people just like lean on them and are lying yeah. all over top of them and boundaries are actually really healthy things because they can say you can safely go to this distance and so mm-hmm. um it's actually you know creativity and and uh just healthy self-image is, is happens within boundaries. And we think by removing all the boundaries, we're doing a good thing, but it's actually very harmful for us because the the amount of anxiety that comes when we don't have boundaries is significantly more than when we know where we can safely go without getting hurt. And so.
2: Which includes that idea of the need to communicate boundaries, right? Because if people don't, you feel safe around people who, you know well, because you know their boundaries. Mm -hmm. So you feel safe with them. You know how far you can go. You know what you can talk about, things like that. But with those who you don't know what their boundaries are, and Mm -hmm. then you accidentally overstep one and then you deal with it. Like, so that communication of boundaries is so important. I think it's funny as I'm, I had this uh, kind of
0: thought earlier and what you just said confirmed it, which is, I think that because moving around so much for me and, and, you know, making so many Friends and whatnot. Um, I did so much listening to them talk about other people. So I think I was able to figure out, and still, even to this day, you figure out what other people's boundaries are by them sharing about, you know, situations in their life. So you can kind of pick up on that. But then when you actually are the one that, you know, fails at the boundary, it's painful. Painful. <laughs> we don't like that. Yeah.
3: Good thing I never fail at boundaries. <laughs> We're all so good at, yeah.
0: at boundaries.
1: Yeah.
0: So one of the best tips I got was no is a complete sentence, you know, hearing that because so often we feel the need to, especially Susan McCorkendale, Susan McCorkendale mm-hmm. is the one who did a whole talk on it. And it's, um, a great, a great reminder because we just, I know for me, if if someone says, can you, you know, can you get together? Well, of course I want to socialize and hang out, but, and I feel like, well, Unless I have a reason I can't, then I can. And someone pointed out, and this is kind of where my headaches helped me. Like, you might know you don't have... Like, the the only reason it's enough that you don't want... That you can't, just because you physically can't take that time. You need a break.
2: I have found the no is often the thing that we... For our boundaries, we... It's the number one thing we need to be told is to learn to say... No. Oh. So like within the church
3: I don't like that. We
2: <laughs> we have a tendency to, you know, people come to us because they need help and they want help. And so you're like, well, that's my role. I'm here to help people. Mm-hmm. So then you are constantly saying yes, but mm-hmm. one thing that I very quickly learned as you were saying, like with healthy people, they ask for one thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then
2: they move on. So you don't feel like any boundaries have been crossed. But then sometimes you get around people who just need, 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 yeah. need, mm-hmm. need, and they don't have the boundaries. And so a saying that I had heard when I was younger, but it didn't sink in until I became an adult was that other people's failure to plan is not my crisis. And so I was able to start to learn to say, no, I can't come help you in this last minute thing because... Like for some people, if you knew them and they're always doing what they need to do, and they do literally have this, this one time where they drop the ball, you're more than happy to jump in. Mm -hmm. But some people are asking you weekly for these major emergencies in their lives. And it was just because they didn't plan Mm -hmm. that they're having that moment. And so then it's okay to say, you know what? Your failure to plan is not my crisis. I can't drop everything I'm doing right now in my world because I have all these other things going on. And so it's that healthy no of like, hey, I have things that I have to do because it's important for my family, for my children. Mm -hmm. But it's Mm -hmm. so hard because your heart is, oh, I want to help. They need help. And so you want Mm -hmm. to be the fixer. Mm -hmm. But you can't fix everything every time.
3: I think balancing empathy and compassion and Mm -hmm. the ability to say no is not an easy thing. And I think it's also more of an art than a science. Like you can't just... Because there are some times where you have to allow people, uh, to, to cross boundaries. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, I, I've been around people who are like hardcore about their boundaries mm-hmm. and sometimes it is rigid, rigid, boundaries. Well, <laughs> it, even if it's a healthy boundary and you're hardcore about it, like there are times when it feels, uh, like a lack of empathy and, mm-hmm. and
0: Ooh, yeah, I've experienced.
3: And so I think it is an art form where you have to try to figure out, okay, if it's a pattern or if, or if you're around people who, who can't really respect boundaries, this one thing, but there are times where you have to kind of navigate that. And there isn't, I mean, there isn't just a clear cut, easy way to figure that out. And so, I mean, I think being a human is, is part of being human is figuring those things out, both the way that you deal with that yourself and the way that you're able to navigate that with other people. So,
0: I think that's perfect to mention the empathy and compassion. And that's where it kind of comes down to you have your boundaries, but you also remain kind of selfless and humility. Mm-hmm. So like kind of a trivial example, you know, nowadays everyone texts and t- sends text messages. And so sometimes you'll have a phone call coming in and you kind of know instinctively that, like something must be going on, you know, like, Oh, I better answer this. Where before if someone called, it's like, Oh, I'll get this later. But sometimes you have that feeling, you know, that, Oh, this person normally doesn't reach out. And so they must have something. And it doesn't mean once again, if you're with someone, you would still, you know, unless it was a true emergency, but to call them back later, instead of saying, Oh, they called, but you know, whatever, I'll just text them back. Like, well, if they called, there's probably something a little bit more there. Right. So to kind of pick up on that and not say, no, I don't return phone calls at something, you know, like, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't call after
2: nine. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, well, if this person who normally never calls you is suddenly calling you, it's, you know, you can take, and that's, like I said, a trivial example, but. What have you learned about boundaries? I haven't
1: been paying attention. I've been <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> distracted. I, I told you this is
1: one of my boundaries. <laughs> I'm talk about no, I'm <laughs> talking about sad.
2: boundaries. I, I'm
0: sticking to it. <laughs> yeah. I think, but I, I, it's funny though. I think that talking about boundaries is so important because when I brought up earlier about the no is a complete sentence, I remember going home and telling Jeremy that, like, hey, this was said again. Today. You went home and said no means no. No means no. Yep. <laughs> Um, but with work, cause I see it a lot with him with work getting very stressed out because what you said about your failure to plan doesn't, you know, constitute an emergency on my part. It's, you know, for him and it's different, you know, in the workplace, because depending on what your job is, you aren't able to always do that because their failure to plan is now, you know, your problem, it, whether or not you like it or not, it's become your problem, but it is navigating that to kind of figure that out so that you can set the healthy boundaries. But I think just like not having the excuse, like if someone says, can you do this? Like, nope. And then if they want to have that conversation with you, Hey, Rebecca, you really hurt my feelings. You always say no to me. Well then like you can say, well, you you know, explain what you were explaining before. But I think there's definitely power in saying, you know, I'm sorry. I can't help. Period. Right. Period.
2: Period. If,
1: um, if you're in a relationship with somebody And you're always either giving, or you're always taking in the relationship. You probably don't have healthy boundaries.
0: Mm, Great point.
1: Mm. I read it. Oh,
0: (laughs) I was like, that's really like wow. That was really deep for the one who wasn't going to talk about boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) I've, I've had actually a lot of conversations with friends. So I forget who. I can't give credits. I can't remember who told me this analogy, but when you look at you know relationships as and it shouldn't be transactional not like a bank account but you look at deposits and withdrawals and so yeah. i've had people you know need something and they feel bad but i've used that example is that you know you make with relationships and healthy relationships yeah. you're making deposits you're you know doing things so that when it comes time for the withdrawal there's that that relationship there. But exactly as Jeremy so profoundly said, (laughs) when it's all one way, (laughs) it's all one way. That's when it gets,
1: um, I don't say much, but when I do,
0: and that's, I mean, I don't want to get into like a relationship talk with whatnot, but with healthy boundaries within a relationship, if it's all one way, you know, that's a kind of a time to say we need to look within ourselves and maybe make some changes.
3: I think the closer the relationship and more intimate it is, the more difficult those things can be because it's just, you know, there's just so much uh, other stuff going on and boundaries are such a a tricky thing because, you know, when you're trying to set boundaries with someone that you care about, you're going to have a lot uh, more opportunity to, you know cross each other's boundaries or, yeah. or to to kind of push those things and so i mean again i think when we're dealing with this stuff uh, you know trying to figure out what's the healthiest can sometimes be a tricky thing to do and i think having grace with one another goes really far and uh, we especially when yes. this comes to stuff like boundaries because people are gonna especially if you're you around people enough I know if you're around me enough I'm going to offend you or frustrate you and so huh, that's yeah. 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 so <laughs> <laughs> first five minutes of the <laughs> <It's> terrible. <laughs> but uh, you know that's that's why I'm so good at grace yeah. because I need so much of it Amen. So.
0: no I love I appreciate the grace because we didn't talk about that last week with the uncomfortable conversations mm-hmm. um, but Jeremy brought up a point off the record, um, about that. You're going to fail. You know, when you go into these uncomfortable conversations, there's going to be failure, but the only true failure is not having the conversation. Um, but I appreciate that because I'm someone who by nature is a people pleaser. I joke, I'm a recovering people pleaser and I want to do it right. Mm -hmm. So of course, I look at it as, Oh, we're going to have these uncomfortable conversations. Okay. I want to go in, do it as the best way possible. And then as we're in the middle of the uncomfortable conversation, I find myself like, for example, um, the, like, Oh, Jeremy will say how he feels. And I immediately am like, well, actually, you shouldn't feel that way because I meant it like this. And now that he's, we never do that. that exact never. Conversation. No, yeah.
3: I, mean, I don't,
0: <laughs> but then I start to feel bad. I feel though.
1: like you're the one that always does that. <laughs> but, Listen to the last episode. Exactly.
0: <laughs> but so that's like uncomfortable. and That's part of sitting in the uncomfortableness But then, so then I start to beat myself up like, oh, here I am, I'm failing at the uncomfortable conversation here. I'm trying to give these tips on how to do it and I'm, you know, failing. And that's the thing. It's, it's, we're never arrived. We're never going to arrive. We're always going to be learning. But then the grace ties in because what I've had to see is, oh, okay, just like I try to give Jeremy grace. He, I also deserving of it too, that I don't have to have this uncomfortable conversation because it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be messy. So it's worth it though.
3: So I read uh, I read a book called 12 Rules of Life by Jordan Peterson. It's a really, Jordan Peterson is controversial, but he's a really interesting guy. And uh, one of the things he says in there is that there is this phenomenon where people will treat their pets better than they'll treat themselves. Mm-hmm. And what they see is awesome is when uh, um, often you see your own intentions and your own, you are highly aware often of your own sins and your own shortcomings and you, but when you see your dog, your dog's cute and they don't have a conscience and like, Oh, like, Oh, you know, I'm going to treat this innocent animal well, but me, I don't deserve to be treated well. And it's this weird phenomenon where there are people who will make sure their dogs have their prescription meds, but they won't take their own. And, and I think it points to the fact that For many of us, giving ourselves grace is the most difficult part of it. We're willing to give other people grace because, of course, they deserve it. Mm. But me, I know my heart. I know who I am, really, Mm. and I don't really deserve grace. And so um, for me, I'm kind of in that boat. But I feel like uh, that's when my faith speaks directly to that part of me and, and doesn't allow that me to kind of ruminate in there because it's, that thinking kind of flies directly in opposition to what my faith tells me and how God has treated me. And so, um, I have to remember, okay, grace is, is something that we all need, including me. And, and often that's the most difficult step to take, but I think it's the one that, um, can be the most rewarding. And for me, helps me to be healthier in all of these situations, if I'm able to give myself grace. Mm-hmm. And, so,
0: and I think when you've received grace, you know, and you know, of course on the big picture with faith, but even just in a relationship, when you know that you've been given grace, then like you said, it makes it easier to then give it. Cause you're like, well, I got it and I know my heart and I yeah. know me, I don't deserve it, but I got it. You know?
1: Yeah. I, I heard one time you can, you can only give grace or forgiveness
3: or whatever it is to the measure that you've received it Hmm. and you can never actually deserve grace that's the whole point of grace right Mm -hmm. i mean if you deserve it then it wouldn't be grace it would be what you've earned but that's the whole point of it so Mm -hmm. quit being such a idiot. (laughs) stop stop trying to earn it because then it, it voids what it is and so and sometimes just Receiving that from other people is a way of actually, you know, loving and being in relationship and saying, okay, you know, yeah, I'm going to be forgiven. I'm not going to feel like I have to make this up or, or prove myself to you once again. Like, I will accept your forgiveness. I will, you know, accept your grace. So,
1: yeah.
2: I think when we think of grace and giving ourselves grace, it's important to take some of that in a heavy dose Mm. as you analyze your own boundaries in different areas of your life. Because I think we, at least I'm good at compartmentalizing in some ways, like at work, I do it this way. And at church, I do it this way. And at home, I do it this way or in this relationship with my Mm. kids, it's one way, but with my friends, Mm. it's different. So giving yourself grace to say, Hey, maybe I'm not hundred percent consistent and sometimes it's okay. And sometimes I need to work on it, but not beating yourself up as we've said, but taking like, like put on your grace hat or your grace pants or whatever grace thing. <laughs> right. And sit down and analyze your boundaries in each of. area, right? <laughs> but analyze your boundaries in each area and recognize yeah. I'm being too rigid here. This area, I've got it right. This area, it's unhealthy, and it's not going to be one-size-fits-all for each circumstance, Mm -hmm. but asking yourself, what's one step I can do in the right direction to bring it back instead of, Mm. I have to fix it all now, like giving yourself grace enough to say, okay, I recognize this is a problem, (laughs) but I need to spend a couple minutes to think about what's something I can do to improve it without feeling this overwhelming pressure to all of a sudden fix it all. Yeah. I well, think yeah, it's
3: good about the idea of it's different in different relationships. Cause totally. I think I'm a, I'm much better with boundaries when it comes, when I'm the boss than with, when I'm the employee. Mm-hmm. And it's just my own personal makeup, but I think I do better as respecting boundaries and setting boundaries as a leader than I do as a follower. And, you know, and thinking through these in different steps in your life, cause you're not always the same role and you're not, you know, you're not always wearing the same, hat or pants as I mean, <laughs> depending on what you're doing in your life and so I think you know boundaries I'm better as a father probably than a husband with boundaries I mean and, and it's just just the way that we're kind of set up and God created us but that's um, good I never thought of that yeah so it's not like a one-size-fits-all
0: exactly and hat and it's or pants <laughs> <laughs> like you said, it changes. And I think so much of it changes that goes back to, you know, what we have actually talked about probably the whole, this whole year is it's so much about peeling back the layers. That's why I think our boundaries are different in different areas. Like the experience that goes back to the way we were raised and the experiences we've had as a kid. And so like with kids losing out on certain opportunities, they're missing out on learning boundaries and Mm -hmm. whatnot. And so I, it's funny when you talked about the due date, I have a story that sticks out in my mind but you, um, you kind of shared some stuff that actually is good. So in college I had a paper due like on a Monday and I had the opportunity to go out of town that weekend, but I hadn't done my paper yet. And so I wanted to go and then I I wasn't going to go. And then my teacher had emailed or, you know, the professor had emailed that she was moving the due date to like Wednesday or something. And I was so excited. So I got to go. So when I saw her the next week, I said, I told her the story about how I wasn't going to go and I had this opportunity to go to town. And she was like, Oh my gosh. She's like, next time, just email me. Like if you have an opportunity to do something like that, that's awesome. And so what I, the lesson I took away from that always was it's worth it to ask. Cause you never know it is. Um, but I, so I thought like, Oh yeah, that's a great story. You know, you gotta ask. But then there was the, the this other dialogue that was happening, which was, well, you can't always be pushing the limits because there's due dates for a reason. And so then I felt like, well, do I not, did I not have a good upbringing <laughs> with boundaries? Um, but it's funny, as I was listening to that's you.
3: where was, you should go. <laughs> exactly. I, I always have to like, look at like,
0: that's how am I screwed up? But you almost didn't go for? on the trip yeah. because you valued the boundaries. Boundaries, exactly. Sure. So I just gave mm-hmm. my, thank you. You just like gave myself a little pat on the back, like, oh, it's because of that. And then she showed me that if you do value the best, ba- so I showed her like, I am responsible. Mm-hmm. This is an out of... Oh, I for sure. Don't. I
2: let a few kids at the end of the year yes. and the, like three quarters through the way of the year when they came to me with yeah. like this thing Something. just happened, and yeah. I'd be like, "You've never missed a due date. Yeah, yes. you've earned, a, you've yeah, earned yes. the yes. deposits and withdrawals. Yes. Yes. no, it wasn't like a, there, yeah. Was, yeah. there was there was it's grace, right? Yeah. Yeah. but like, yeah. I'm not. As, no, know, I'm yeah, no, yeah, a you're not nearly
3: though. as screwed up as.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> as I said, yes, exactly. I
1: to me it, it took seems me a like, little longer and I'll prove you right. <laughs> yeah. It seems like you were the uh, one of the kids on the playground and you were just kinda hanging out in the playground. You didn't mm-hmm. realize there was a fence out there until you talked to the professor mm-hmm. and she yeah. said or he
0: she, she said,
1: mm-hmm. uh, "No, that's fine. Just call me next time. Just mm-hmm. let me know." Yeah, she so kind of set then her boundary. Then, that boundary mm-hmm. yeah. is yeah. then set, okay. so you know how far you can venture out. Uh,
0: that's, that's actually good. a really good point. Yeah, because she basically said, "Like it's arbitrary. Like you know, I'm not going to grade it till then." But that also, you're older. You're in college. That's also the difference right, yeah. between your ages sure. and stuff. But yeah, in high school, it's like. Yeah, if I don't give you these boundaries, you're going to walk all over them. Yeah.
2: Well, because what we see in the the school is they're like, due dates don't matter, like in certain Mm. levels for students. And then they're like, Oh, the quarter is ending and your kids have have all incompletes because you didn't, there were no due dates. So the kids were like, well, I'll turn it in Mm -hmm. when I get to it. Well, when are they going to get to it? (laughs) Never. Never. (laughs) Because you you know how the whole end of the quarantine
0: went with school once I heard that it was optional? yeah right i can't blame yeah. it on oh,
3: my you're kids
2: one of those. yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? i kind of celebrate those people because yeah. what i've said like i have lots of complaints as someone from within inside the school system with like mm-hmm. just the lack of boundaries but with my own children i'm like hey you do your work on time yeah. but hey if you did happen to miss it this time guess what our school doesn't care about mm-hmm. boundaries so take advantage mm-hmm. of it And get your, get your grade still. Right. So I try to teach them the boundaries, but also, Hey, if they're the ones who set the boundaries so far back that Mm -hmm. there actually isn't one, Mm -hmm. go ahead and take advantage
0: of it. And for the record, I vow what I said, and maybe I'm just lying to myself because I just (laughs) didn't want to do like the hard work with helping, but it was valuing mental health over that. Like the stress when I, when I, when I, you know, whatever looked at it, it was like, okay, is this stress trying to work this all out? Is that more important than like mental health during this time? Because, you know, okay, I can catch up.
2: I told many parents, the school will never fail your child. <laughs> they won't. It will not happen. They will tell you they will fail them, they won't tell you. All. Mental health for
3: your
2: yes. kids. That's what I told like Let's especially talk about elementary
1: and um, how to take advantage of the porous no,
2: ones? No, the porous ones. That's right. Let's yeah. run
0: over those boundaries. <laughs> but the, just but just you guys, out so listen to
3: that. See why this marriage works. Delete, <laughs> delete. But that's. But, but <laughs> Jeremy, just rewind that a little and delete, yeah. delete, delete, delete. Yeah. No, but that's yeah, okay. I mean, it's. will mark the time.
1: Be sure to keep. <laughs> so,
3: but I think that one of the one of the challenges probably for me at least looking in it is learning how to set healthy boundaries in a world that has no idea what that even means and like you run into people all the time and like I think about people I've worked for or worked with or been in relationship with or even like organizations or systems that are just Um, it can be unpopular, it can be difficult, and sometimes it can be uh, what excludes you from certain places. Like Uh there are places that if you want to set certain boundaries, you can't work there. Or if there are Uh people that you're going to run into, that if you're going to have healthy boundaries with that relationship, then you probably can't remain in relationship Uh with them. And what's interesting is when those relationships are family, or those relationships are places where you don't really have the option to get away from them, then it becomes a a source of friction and maintaining that is not an easy thing to do. And, and, you know, it's, I I think that's where grace for ourselves can come into because you're not going to like, it's not going to always turn out great. And, you know, you're going to make mistakes or there's going to be opportunities that you miss, or you might hurt people's feelings. And, uh, you know, it's it is not necessarily an easy thing to figure out and so um you know but if it was if it was easy it wouldn't be cool right (laughs) if it was easy everyone would do it and obviously Mm -hmm. they don't so yeah that's why we need podcasts on how to do it that's
0: why we need podcasts or at least to help
3: I hope somebody you, finds one. I hope
0: so. <laughs> well, and that's it's funny. I have a friend. So you have any suggestions? <laughs> I have a friend who's like totally leaning into training on boundaries because you know she said it's so for her life too. Yeah. Her life experiences, she's seen how important it is, and it's just not talked about enough. And so, with this podcast, it's you know peeling back the layers and. But as you peel back those layers, as you have those uncomfortable conversations, it's more and more of those experiences is what shows why you need these other tools, why you need boundaries, why you need this, because like I said, you don't just. I, I always say, you know, see it, share it, heal it. When I get to the share it part, I'm like appropriately,
2: not everything's meant to be shared,
0: you know? And that's the thing with me is I feel like I get accused sometimes of sharing. Uh, and I shouldn't say accused. I mean, one day I'm sure I'll get hate mail or something for it, but it's like with some of the TMI stories, yeah. um, for me it's like that's not that embarrassing to share cuz it's with everyone else but there's other things that you know I do have different boundaries that I'm not going to share it publicly or at least depending on the timing and things like that um we all kind of have our different stuff but and you figure out what that looks like and
3: yeah. mm-hmm. um yeah. and Jesus says in in Matthew he says that uh, don't throw your pearls before swine which is an interesting Way of putting it, but it's basically know who you're talking to before Mm -hmm. you start talking because and he puts a little bit of responsibility on the person who's sharing it. Mm -hmm. And he's talking here particularly about sharing faith and sharing, you know, God's truth with people. But he's what he's saying is is you are responsible to understand the kind of situation you're in. Mm-hmm. And there are times when it's not appropriate, and you're the one who has to decipher that as the sharer or the one with the information that you're going to let it out there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there are times when you, you need to shut up and not say anything and hold your mouth quiet. And I'm one of those people who I, I feel like the bigger the audience, the more personal stuff i end up sharing like i I don't know why i do that it's just like but yeah but there are times when you have to think through um you know i'm not going to to just expose my uh become vulnerable especially around people that you know are not trustworthy with Mm -hmm. that information or, or with that that opportunity and it's not an easy thing but it is something that that we're Told too. And the, the Jesus is talking about yeah. you guys, this is a, a healthy way of approaching life and faith.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think too, with sharing, that's why kind of examining where you're at with the information. A great, a friend of mine, um, actually Emily past podcast guest. She talked, she shared, oh, she was my favorite. She I know she was, um, obviously
3: after Um, she
0: is a storyteller and she told, um, a very personal story. And when she was telling the, create the producers of the show about it, they said, well, is this a wound or a scar? Because when you tell a story Mm -hmm. and you know, they were talking about on stage, but as I was listening to John, it was like, oh, this is actually in everything depending on who you're talking to. And that's why everyone's boundaries are different. And so is it a wound or a scar? If you've gotten to a healthy scar, there's not gangrene underneath it, you know, cause things can mm. scar, but you didn't actually clean out the wound. Yeah, yep. But if you actually processed it, healed it and it's healing, and there is that scar there, but it's a scar, then you might be able to talk about something a lot more personal that someone else it's a fresh wound or it never healed properly. Then they can't share that stuff because depending on the reaction, if you're sharing it with people, I mean, you think about today's our day now where you can share things and it goes, it could go viral and then you yeah. have all this stuff yeah. and the stuff people are throwing back at you if it's controversial is their own stuff, yeah. but you yeah. still have to you, st- it still comes at you and depending on where you're at it, that would be, that could be very detrimental. And I mean, definitely, even yeah. if it's in a personal relationship you have to make sure that you're in a healthy place to receive whatever they end up throwing back at you. So, so
3: Facebook might not be the best <laughs> in which to expose your deep, dark secrets. Yeah.
0: Nope. Nope. Huh. Nope. It's a
3: process. We it's- should tell people. I <laughs> 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 yeah. feel like that's a lesson then.
0: Yeah. Maybe. But yeah. um, cool
3: I know. Need little- <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, well, that's the oversharing too, you know, and, um, yeah, it's finding those boundaries, but, and that's the thing that goes back to failure with uncomfortable s- situations. There's failure and boundaries too. And to like, that's a great way to wrap this up is to give yourself grace with that because you have to know that, okay, I am going to fail with my own boundaries, with other people's boundaries, but that's how we learn just like kids. Like yeah. it's the grand scheme of life. They push the boundaries and we teach them. If they failed every time they hit a boundary, they would give yeah. up, you know, right. but they keep, kind of push
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's important to let your kids experience like what you're just talking about, like mm-hmm. that, trying their boundaries and seeing how it goes so that when they get out, well, the stakes are low yeah. when they're young. The stakes yes. are so low, but the, ha- the older you get, the higher the stakes are. And so that's why it's so important to as parents or, you know, anyone who has influence over children in which there's an opportunity to set safe, healthy boundaries, to let them experience, you know, small consequence as opposed to when they get out into yeah. the real world and they overstep boundaries and all of a sudden, you know, they're experiencing really heavy and difficult consequences. Yeah. So that's great. Well, thank
0: you guys for coming back. Rebecca, Woo-hoo. thank you for beginning and ending year one of the podcast. It's been a blast. That's so awesome. Well, we have fun things in store for the listeners. We're going to take a little bit of a break now that we've done one year. And um, I don't know if we'll call it season two, but we'll, we'll pick <laughs> back up after, you know, just taking a little break. Jeremy, thank you for the editing and producing this. Here we <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. No problem.
0: <laughs> John, thanks for coming Not with sure. us today on this Journey Through Boundaries. Yes. And you can find Rebecca at RebeccaBertram.com. We'll post that on the website, smithspittle.com. And their Church Redemption Church in Charlottesville, Virginia. If you are local to Charlottesville and are looking for a loving church that is all about community. And grace.
1: Yeah.
0: And grace. <laughs> H- authenticity, yeah. Yeah. hats. pets, pants, pants, and hats of grace. Any type of grace outfit you want. Yes. <laughs> then go check them out. Yeah, come on. Thank you.
3: Yeah, I'll see
0: you. Yeah, I'll see you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) And that's the wrap for now.
1: Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. Music provided by twinmusicom.org. Song titled Night at the Dance Hall. Sound editing by me, Jeremy Spittle. A special thanks to our studio sponsor, MM Exteriors. Visit their website at mmexteriors.com for all of your roofing, siding, and gutter needs in the Northern Virginia area. Visit our website at flushingitout.com and be sure to subscribe. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the
3: greatest thing I've ever heard.